And welcome back to another week of Grounded, episode 102. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig, and... Um, Are it, you sure? Yeah, I, I am sure, and um, I... We have just been talking off and on all morning and about all kinds of crazy things, mm-hmm. and um, the world is crazy right now. It is. But um, that's why I'm glad we're drinking the coffee called Murdered Out. Murdered that Out. that helps out a great deal. Got to so, start with some strong coffee. <laughs> right. Thanks for making that today. That You're was, welcome. That was did, how did I do? You did really well because he has a tendency, tendency to make his coffee a little bit on the lighter side. I, I like to call it the Bieber side, the tight side, the yoga side. So today he did it on the John Wayne side. There really go. good. Thank you very much. So I'll take that. You know what I'm talking about. Don't don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Speaking of that, any word on beep season? You know, I even asked. I know you did. You know, I've so, got my contact, our contact at, at Tim Hortons. What did Pam. you find out? She chuckled. And because I asked, I said, hey, are, are they going to have beep season this year? And when you pulled away, she looked around and everybody said, when was the last time an almost 40-year-old man asked if it was Bieber season? <laughs> and she chuckled and she was like, oh, we haven't heard. She, so I don't know. It's still a mystery. Yeah, I'm sure it's a mystery. I'm sure it was a mystery when you uh, paid for whatever you went through. I'm sure you asked for when you went through the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. did she see your rainbow tights as you went through? Yes. Yes, yeah. I, I thought she did. It's still June, right? Uh, last I checked, it's 10, 22, and 39 seconds on June the 5th. It's still June. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. This is going to be a long month, isn't it? A it's, long month. It is. But <laughs> no, I asked you. It was funny because we were getting ready to start. And it was like, so we sat down and we're chatting back and forth normally on most Monday mornings. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. And we kind of clear our throats and we just go. And and I asked him, I looked across, and I'm like, okay, are you ready? He was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know what we're going to talk about. about I said, do we ever know no, what we're going to we talk don't. about? We don't. So it's hard to believe that it was like, uh, what, two weeks ago? Um, no, three weeks ago we did the um, – It was three, yeah. Cause we did the, uh, the 100th episode. So um, It's crazy. We were on uh, episode uh, 102, which is which is really good. Um, the weather's been um, fantastic lately. It's been nice. Uh, actually, today was – cool um believe it or not i had to put the heat on for a minute on the way over because right. it was cool well, over. well i'm not wearing my tights so you had to turn the heat on in the room in here okay. we got, we got this a guy heater. we pull i mean i'm fine i didn't need the heat but and it's really warming up in here it is but he looked at me and he went i'm, I'm gonna need um i'm gonna need some uh the heater on i'm i'm a hair chilly i'm a hair i'm a tad bit chilly <laughs> so how's it going anything going. anything new going on anything Oh yeah, a lot of new, a lot of new. Yeah, we started youth group last night, so that that was good. Good, it it went well. Okay, this guy starts youth group last night. (laughs) Oh gee, here we go. Uh, Yeah, here we go. You ready? Like I don't, I don't even know where you're going. Okay, I got. Okay, hold the youth group talk for a minute. Okay, he did youth group. He did all this stuff. So I don't know about nine thirty. This is what I get from him. I get a picture. I know where you're going now. I get a picture of his feet in a foot bath. That's that's what I want to see. Why I'm drinking tea at night? So, yeah. Oh, talking about me? What? Well, I'm drinking my tea before I go to bed. Well, well you have, like yeah. tea and scones, or yeah, no, just tea, <laughs> just, just tea. tea. I drink manly tea and manly tea. Was it Friday? I get this picture from this guy, or I, well, actually, was it from him? I think it was from uh, your wife. It was from my wife. <laughs> this guy is wearing his daughter's graduation cap and gown from kindergarten. Hey, it was Pride Month. 
It, it was. was purple. It was purple. Yeah, no, so it was funny because she had taken it off and it was laying there. We were standing in the office at the school. I also had confirmation from somebody else that really happened too. They saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I know who that was, Christy Spencer. No? Mm-hmm. Kevin Beal? Kevin Beal saw me too? I think so. Did he? That's yeah. awesome. No, it was funny because we were standing there and it was laying on the counter. We were talking to some of the people in the office and I, I kind of picked it up and I went to put it on and I looked over at one of the secretaries and she looked at me like, there's no way. And so I slipped it up and over, my arms down in, and it fit. And then I zipped it up, and it. I was able to get into it. And there, Allie was like, "Well, you got to put the cap on now, so I can take your picture." Oh my goodness! And then you know what she said to me? What? I'm sending this to Craig. Right, and I got it. I got it. And so there we go. Yeah, I mean, so I was thanks, sh- Allie. I was shocked. And um, so who wore it better? You or Kennedy? I'm gonna uh, say I'm pretty Kennedy sure Kennedy better, did. Yeah, 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 she definitely wore that better. Exactly. So big old first grader now. So anyway, as we circle back around to starting youth group, how'd it go? It was good. good. It was good. We played ultimate frisbee, um, which is fun. You've ever played ultimate frisbee? No. It's like football, but with a frisbee. Okay. So you've got two teams, and you start on one end, and you throw the frisbee off to the other team. They pick it up. They start to throw it. If the if they drop it, the other team gets to pick it up and start to throw it toward their end. Okay. You get to take like two steps once you have the frisbee in okay. hand, and um, and you try to score a, a touchdown okay. essentially. But every time you drop it or it gets thrown out of bounds, the other team gets to pick it up and they get to start throwing it. Alrighty, and so you can knock it down. As so, it was know, fun. It's, it's you, had, fun. you had a good time. We had a good time. Yeah, well, that's that's good. But my that. ankle was sore. I rolled my ankle like three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Here we and go. And so I, that's why I had the the Epsom salt foot bath that I sent you a picture of. Last so week. he sent me the foot bath. I saw he had a little. Um, what would you call that around your shoulders? Was that like a afghan or? Oh yeah. Was it? Who, did you knit that? Or I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like he was. It was like Grandma Chenault sitting there. <laughs> Try <was> like, again. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. I, I just have to say, and I think everybody you know what? I, everybody agree with this. You just toss it up, and it's like I can't help but spike the ball. Yeah, spike the ball. Here's what we need to do. We need okay. to go into like publishing, like children's book, because you can make up some of the most audacious stories. You know, we actually should. Yeah, grounded publishing. We could do that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's and uh, I could write the stories, and you could illustrate them. Right. We could talk about how boys should be boys and girls should be girls. We could do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, just go against It'd everything be, else. Sell like hotcakes. Probably right would. Now. It probably would. I mean, some of the garbage that we see coming. I mean, Wendy does the preschool, um, oh, and yes. she's always she gets she gets free books, books, samples, and everything. And so she she sets them aside, and she she'll be like, "Hey, come here," and um, I'll go in a room, and she's, she's like, like "I got something for you," and I was like, "Oh no!" She's like, "I saw this, and I immediately thought of you." So I actually have two or three of the books that she's gotten, and uh, you read them every day. No, but I <laughs> I actually should use. Um, I, I've actually thought about using just how, um, just how these books groom mm-hmm. your kids, mm-hmm. and and it's not like in your face grooming, right? It's it is in your face, but it's more nonchalant to the right. kids. It's almost like a subtle, mm-hmm. like a subtle snowfall, like it covers you, yep. and um, it, it's just it's it's just vile. I, yeah. it's so subtle, vile, and disgusting. I I I cannot believe that Christian people do not stand up 
against this stuff. I, I'll right. never get it till my dying days. If I live to be, you know, if I live the next hour or if I live to be, the, you know, 112, I'll never get why, why Christian people don't take a stand, guard their children, guard mm-hmm. their lives, guard their eyes, guard their, um, guard everything about them and stop getting them involved in, even here, I'm sure, in, in the school district here, you have to pay attention mm-hmm. because not everybody's on the same level Correct. as you and not everybody's on the same team. Correct. And, um, you know, and, and, and if any parents listening, it is your job, your job yep. to train your children. It is. It's not the school systems. It's not the White House. Yep. It's not the Supreme Court. It is your job. God's going to hold you solely responsible. No one else. You can't say, well, God, I was out working. No, that's not an excuse. Right. It's your job. Yeah. So, f- folks, you, I hate to say this, but your job is, um, five times as hard as it was when I was, my kids were mm-hmm. babies, like some of yours. Yeah. When my kids were five and seven, and, um, I think it's five times as hard or maybe yeah. even more because you, there's so many avenues for your kids to look at right. say, or to hear things or their, their friends may have parents who are involved in these things. Cause I mean, I know people who quote are Christians and man, they're marching in pride parades. Right. And, um, um, I, I, yeah, and that's the thing with us, and and you know this. We, you know, and I think I've even talked about it on here, but we have open conversations with our kids, even our six year old, even Kennedy. You know, we we are just, Daddy, why are you wearing my my cap and gown? <laughs> right, Daddy, why are you wearing those tights? <laughs> okay, anyway, keep going. Anyways, <laughs> but no, we, I mean, we have conversations with them that are just just straightforward. And we're honest That's with good. them and open with them That's because really you have to be because guess yeah. what? Yeah. The world's being that way with them too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and, and so, yes, you're correct. You know, we are the parents and we have to stand up and we oh, have yeah. to, you know, and, and as Christians, we have to stand up and we have to take a, you know, take a stand and, and stand on the truth and the word of God. Um, you know, we talked last week about the chosen. Um, I watched a video. I was so frustrated. I was yelling at the TV last night. My wife was asleep. Um, I was watching. Mr. Dallas Jenkins, which we both <sighs> love just how much he loves to hear himself talk. But uh, anyways, it was his response to all of the the backlash that they've got over the past week because there was a – what he called, quote-unquote, um, one of their independent contractors, their cameramen, um, had – or woman, I'm not sure. Anyways, had a three-inch pride flag taped to their personal equipment. And there were a lot of questions. You know, we talked about that last week, right? Well, then he comes on and he was like, you know, we're 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 not a nonprofit, and pretty much said we're not a ministry. Excuse me, you're what? You're not a ministry? How do you? Okay, how do you justify that? Right, that you putting out a a um, you know six seven um, season series on the life of Jesus Christ. You're not a ministry. You're leading, supposedly leading people to Christ every single day, but you're not a ministry. Like he's trying to justify his actions and 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 not wanting to take a hard stand against, um, you know, those people that believe differently than they do. And I 100 percent in and agree with the um, the in that whole what do you call it in that whole air um, area. Of entertainment and in that business, you're definitely going to get people who are, you know, what, what do you say, who are not going to be on the same level, but they're just professional people who know what they're doing. Absolutely. Correct? So, 
but that would give you um, that would give you the opportunity to say, "Hey, I just need to tell you something." Um, a lot of people here, a lot of cameras are here, a lot of stuff. Uh, we're this is not what we're about. This we're, we're solely about getting the gospel of right. Jesus Christ out. So we're. I don't want anything to, and if you don't like it, then, you know, you, you can do what you need to do, but this, this has got to come down. And that gives me the opportunity to talk to them. Exactly. You know, I know you're, I know you've been involved in this. I know that you've been watching this, but this is actually, we actually believe this. Right. We actually believe everything that we're doing yep. here in the stories and the scriptures and the words of Jesus. And when Jesus says, and then talk about things like this. Exactly. When Jesus says, you know, you know, I am the law of Moses or I didn't right. come to abolish. Yeah. That's a part what that flag. That's what Jesus came to die for. Right. And so that gives you that. This is this is a this. This would be just like us promoting um, somebody having an affair or mm-hmm. somebody, um, you know, cheating or lying or or whatever. Yep. So um, and this is the thing that we're Christian people. Are dropping the ball. This is where Satan is a genius. Mm-hmm. This guy is a smooth, oh yeah, smooth dude. I'm going to be honest with you. He is, he is smooth. My mm-hmm. goodness, this guy's smooth because he can get you to get twisted and turned. And you know, I've I've even talked to people here in the last couple of weeks where they're just like, well, you know, I'm not quite sure what to do when it comes to the whole thing because now we have nephews and uh-huh. kids and grandkids who are gay, and so I'm not quite sure, you know, what to do. Well, do you believe this or do you not? And apparently you do not believe what the Bible says. So, you know, here's the thing, and I'm just going to say this. People are like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. You better hurt their feelings. Exactly. Because what's going to happen is you're not hurting their feelings, you're going to land them into hell. And, say, their and, soul and this, and this be, is where yeah. Christians get a little tedious. They don't want to talk about hell, they don't talk about hell, but they want to talk about heaven. So you need to understand hell's a real place. Exactly. And be, you, they're in your life for a reason and maybe, and God may hold you responsible for not talking to them. So here's what, hurt their feelings. Hurt mm-hmm. their feelings. And you know what? You may keep them out of hell. Yep. Praise God. Hallelujah. Exactly. And you know what? They may not even like you for a while. Big whoop-de-doo. Right. Hurt their feelings and let them be right. mad at you because guess what? You're going to plant the seeds. You're going to get them mm-hmm. into a place. I guarantee if they're, if they're who you think they are, they'll change and they'll come back to God. Yeah. Hey, so you yeah. Just, if you have that relationship that you should have with them, you know, you don't have to just shove it down their throat. You can do it in love. I mean, look at Jesus when he confronted exactly. people who were living in sin. And that's really what it boils down to. You know, it's, it's no different. You know, we've talked about it. We've got sin in our life. We're not trying to say we're perfect. Right. Um, I don't think. Are you perfect? Bro, I am the least perfect person on the planet. I'm I'm being honest. I mean, we have sin in our lives. And so it's not like we're trying to say, oh, well, we've got it all together. I don't know that we're ever going to have it all together. But there's a difference in acknowledging that, hey, I'm a sinner. And when I sin, which which I do, I've got to repent. I've got to turn to God. I've got to say, you know what? That that's not who I want to be. Right. Forgive me. You know, we're, we, we're, this month we're talking about the kings and we, mm-hmm. we landed on Saul, um, Sunday and then we're landing on David mm-hmm. for the next two weeks. But what you just said is exactly where, um, David is going to end up, um, when we talk about him, uh, two weeks from now. Way different from Saul. Way different from Saul, yeah. where Saul's repentance is almost, what, what do you call it? It's, I believe was, he's repentant, but it's kind of a flippant repent. Okay. It was very nonchalant. I mean, uh, you read yeah, that yesterday. I sinned, yes. Yeah, I did, but, you know, um, yeah, you know, but they did this. Right. It was, it was the, kind of like, I'm not taking, he took half, like, he listened to half mm-hmm. the commands, he took half the responsibility. Right. It's, he's very flippant about it. Right. David, on the other David's hand, different. if you find David, um, David is, um, very repentant. And he's not perfect. Right. No, he's, he definitely. Can has I just some say sin. he's probably not even a good guy? Right. But he's. Here's where 
and I, and a lot of, if, if there's a Bible scholar listening, you can correct me. But here's where I believe where Seven, David is a man after right God's here. own heart is that he, um, he, his, his heart longs for mm-hmm. the things of God, mm-hmm. even though he does stupid things, mm-hmm. even though he branches out, even though he falls. You can see David, as soon as he is confronted with what his flaw or his sin is, David immediately swings the other way mm-hmm. almost 120%. Right. Saul swung the other way about 10%. Right. And he stopped. And then he went right back into being prideful and arrogant and everything else. Because he wanted the approval of the people. Exactly. David, on the other hand, was 110% or 20%. Mm-hmm. And so what you just said, it's, you know, you you have to repent. And so you have to realize that you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not so, so sure that Saul, at that point during that story, I, I, he did. I know he realizes he did wrong. Messed up. Because right. Samuel told him so. Exactly. But I'm not so certain that he believed mm-hmm. it was as bad as he was letting on. And I believe right. that's what Christians get in today. It's not. Do, do you actually believe that homosexuality, the LGBT community, the the vile stuff that they are preaching, abortion and all that, do you actually believe it's a sin? Mm-hmm. And that's. Because that's what the Bible says, mm-hmm. and so if the Bible says that's a sin, um, then you know now what? You 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 are you going to help these people? Mm-hmm. Are you going to condone? It's kind of like I, I think I said yesterday, and get, get just get ready, go along to get along. That's yeah. my thing during the month of June. Don't right. don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do it. And I think you said it. Um, was it on the podcast last week? Um, you know how many people would condone? a sin mm-hmm. if I was having an affair with somebody yeah. and everybody knew it and guaranteed right. people would be going to the elders and coming yeah. to us like, hey, you need to let him go. This is not right. And how did you put it? Well, the, and, and the, the elders, elders were say, like, yeah, hey, you know what? We're going to look past that because you, we just need to focus on his message because his messages that he speaks are really good. So just let his words speak for themselves and, and let his messages speak for themselves. And that's that's what a lot of people do. They want to look past you know, the sin in your life, you know, that's what Dallas Jenkins is saying. Yep. Well, look past what we're, what we're allowing people to do. Look past what we're, you know, pr- quote unquote promoting, even though he says they're not promoting that. Well, if you allow that to take place on your then you're promoting it of a Christian, you're a ministry. I'm sorry. You're absolutely wrong in that because you are, are ministering to people and you've said that you have, I mean, you can back up and listen to him talk about that. So what, what he should have done is said, "Hey, you know, I, I I'm going to take about two minutes of your time, and because he he's very good at spider webbing to where you actually don't know what the guy's talking about. Exactly. But uh, what he should have done is going to say, hey, I need two minutes of your time. First of all, to issue an apology because here's what the chosen is all about. We're about the message of Jesus Christ. We're about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when this came out, he could have said, I wasn't 100 percent sure what was going, on, but now I do know that has been handled and rectified. We do not support that in any way, shape, or form. Right." And so we wanted to issue an apology if anybody got offended because we want you to watch this and we want people to watch this because we actually believe this. Um, that's not what he was doing. No, and, and he pretty much said, you know, that they have their, they have a policy that says they don't respond on social media to things like that. And someone yet on he's his, responding. And someone on his team did respond, you know, initially to that guy's that you sent me that information last week. And they responded of pretty much saying, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, look at look at the um you know, the the content. Right. And, and right. don't pay attention, you know, because we're gonna fail you every time. And, and then yes, and then he responded too. Um and so the other thing kind of you were talking about, you know, 
if it's a sin, it's a sin. The other thing that I think a lot of Christians that and this is way off. To, I'm going to pull a Dallas Jenkins on my spider web a little bit. Um, but uh, I think Christians will kind of classify sin. It's like, well, yeah, that's bad, and 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 so they they make them almost kind of like that Saul, that nonchalant, like, yeah, I did that, but I did it because of this, or, well, at least I'm not like that person, or at least I'm not having an affair on my wife, or at least I'm not, you know, yeah, I've got this little thing that, you know, gossip. You know, I think Christians a lot of times just, you know, say, well, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not really gossip. I'm just helping people, you know, find out information or right. whatever. It's like, you know, yeah, they, I mean, they it, classify sins as well. Yeah. Maybe it's not right, but it's not that bad. It's like being a fear of uh, being living in fear too. Right. That's a sin. Right. People don't realize that. Exactly. But that, but we give ourselves free passes all day long. That's why, you know, you always have to examine, um, examine your heart. Before right. God, right. create cr- God created me a clean heart. Yeah. Um, not not me thinking, okay, I'm not as bad as Brandon, or I'm not as bad as this person. No, what what am I supposed to be? To, I gauge myself by God's word, not by you, right? Not right. by anybody else that I see, not by Billy Graham, not by mm-hmm. uh, Dallas Jenkins. It's by the word of God. And when I gauge myself by the word of God, I understand who I am. Exactly. It is a mirror that shows me. Guess what? I'm pretty messy. I'm pretty mm-hmm. dirty, and so I, I need to keep uh, keeping close to God in what He wants me to do. Right. And so that's the only way I know how I look, mm-hmm. because if I start gauging myself to to you, well, I can make myself look good. If you start Absolutely. gauging yourself against me, you can say, "Well, at least I don't do that." Right. And so that's. And that's the problem. You're right 100% when it comes to that because the, the Christian community is like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that, but I'm not going to judge. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Well, you, ruffle. You're going to yeah. have to ruffle right. feathers, folks. Je- well, and that's the other. Did Jesus, okay. did John the Baptist, did the disciples, did Absolutely. the Apostle Paul, did uh, any of them? But you're talking about Satan and how cunning he is and how he has, has just, he, he knows what he's doing. He does. He's taken the world's definition of love and he's like, hey, you know, but God is love and, and we're called, you're called to love everyone. That's what Satan wants us to think. And yes, we are called to love everyone, but guess what? God's definition of love and the world's definition of love are two completely different things. Two. Because the world says that if you love me, you just are going to accept me for who I am. You're just going to have to be okay with it. Exactly. But God's definition of love says, hey, if you love them, then you, you need to tell them they're wrong. You know, and it's, it's, we've, we've hit it. It's like, you know, beating a dead horse. You know, you talked about it. I talked about it last week in my sermon. But, you know, I, I love my kids. I'm not going to let them do something that's going to get them into right. danger. You know, Allie and I were hiking at Hocking Hills there a couple weeks ago. And, and we've had the kids down there, um, what, three years ago. Right. But when, and we hiked just a couple of trails, and so while we were down there, we were talking on some of the trails. Like, man, the kids would love this trail. We hiked one trail, and Allie was like, "I don't know that I'd be comfortable bringing the kids on this trail because they, you were it was a rim trail, and so it was at the top, and there was pretty much a big canyon with caves underneath mm-hmm, of you, mm-hmm. and there were some sections where you could get right to the edge, and it was a straight drop off for three hundred mm-hmm. feet, four hundred feet. What's up?" That's not a. Uh, that's just not a trip. It was not a. No, it wasn't a trip. It was not a kid friendly um, trail. And no. she's like, you know, I don't know that I'd be comfortable bringing the kids. Whereas parents, we're called to protect them. Right. That's what love looks like. You know, we want to make sure, you know, that they, you know, they stay safe. 
Exactly. And at the end of the day, we want we want to bring as many people into heaven with us as possible because the alternative is exactly what you said. Hell is real. If heaven is real, hell is, is real exactly. too. And, and I think the thing that I have um, – anybody listening to this who can date this back with me, and you, you can make a comment about this if you want. I'd, I'd like to know your, your feelings about this. For those of you who have been Christians for a long time and you know, church and society and everything – but if I run the clock back to say 40 years ago, and um, I, I went in the ministry in 1984, mm-hmm. so we're we're talking 39 years. So let's go let's go 39 years ago. I've been 39 years in March this past March. So um, when I look at that, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a lot different. Mm-hmm. It was easier. We didn't have all the. I mean, there was people had problems because people mm-hmm, were people. Absolutely, um, but the, I didn't. I didn't realize. I, I didn't see so much worries and anxieties, and I, or at least I didn't feel that. Um, in youth group, I was start off with a youth minister. We may have had you know forty, forty five um, junior, senior high kids, and I lumped them all together, and then I would yep. split them up, you know, mm-hmm, into different mm-hmm. areas. Um, but out of the kids that came, I would say I could count on one hand or less. The kids who came from a broken family who were right. divorced, Gu- guaranteed that if you have forty-five or fifty kids coming to your youth group, mm-hmm. y- y- you could count on one hand the parents who are still together. Still together, exactly. And so the culture, the world—it it just shows you what Satan has done. And I, I, I sometimes feel like the older generation, as hard-lined mm-hmm. as they are, and they're hard-lined. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard-lined. I sometimes feel like that they missed something. In the transformation of their um, belief of God to their children, right. who failed to transfer that on, because what is the mo- I tell you what's the most damning um, issue for Christians is you bring your kids to church your entire life, mm-hmm. and then you send them off to university, mm-hmm. and they go south, and you never see them again. Uh-huh. And that happens. Started noticing that back in the nineties. I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, "Why would you do that? Why would I, a bona fide question? Why would you send your kids off to a secular university and mm-hmm. you know exactly what they speak, uh, what they're preaching, and, and, and it's only teaching. getting worse? I, I would never do that. Nope. I would never ever do that. I'd save all that money and buy a business for them, like a landscaping right. business, or you know something. Mm-hmm. Send them to a trade school where they right. can learn something um, instead of send them to get some degree that they're never going to use. I mean, right. some of the have you seen some of these degrees? Oh, these, these are the craziest things I've ever it's seen. Crazy. And so Satan has literally hoodwinked the Christian community. And I, I'm not talking about the world or the culture. Right. Right. They're always going to be the world and the culture. Exactly. But what I'm talking about is the Christian community who say when 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 the Apostle Paul says. Uh, perilous times will come. He's talking about the Christian mm-hmm. church. He's talking about the church, and we're seeing it. Yep, I've seen it since 2020. People, 50 people that used to go here no longer go here because they peeved off because I talked about stuff that I talked about yesterday, pride or Black Lives Matter or, or you know the masks or the, the vaccinations or the coronavirus or whatever, and they're just all up in arms because they follow their God, the White House. They follow right. the God the of the news media. They follow whatever instead of— They still uh, have that? Yeah, the news? Right. I haven't watched the news in like three years. I literally. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Is Absolutely. Christians— um, it, 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 you know, and we've talked about wake up, TikTok. We've, it is literally time to do your job and, um, save your family, save your kids, pull them away. Mm-hmm. If, if there's something going on 
with a friend of your kids or a friend's parents mm-hmm. or school or even church, you better be you better be hightailing in there and asking questions right. and getting in the bottom of it because your kids' eternities are at stake. Mm-hmm. You you need to believe that. Yep. You need to believe yeah, and, that. And you're absolutely right. And, and we've talked about this, but we as parents, we can't let society parent our kids. We can't let the media, we can't let TV shows parent our kids. We can't let YouTube parent our kids. Like we've got to step up as parents and put our foot down and say, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're no. not going to watch that. No, you're not going to listen to that. You know, and no, you're, you're not going to go to that university. You know, you, right. Craig, you, you like, um, University of Kentucky basketball, right? I do. I like University of North Carolina basketball. My daughter is probably a bigger, North Carolina Tar Heel fan than I am. Like we were watching. See now, that's a good proof of brainwashing. Brainwashing. You see that exactly. right there proves that she's been brainwashed. But recently, you know what she said? She was <laughs> like, "Oh, when I grow up, I'm going to go to University of North Carolina." I looked at her and said, "No, you're not." She was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "No, you're not. You are not going to a secular university. Not going to no. happen because they are not going to teach you things that are no. godly." And I mean, think about that. Parents spend thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids reprogrammed and brainwashed by Satan. And we're seeing it. Oh, my. We are seeing it. And I can't put it any plainer than that. That's exactly what it is. Folks, be so, so careful right now. I mean, be so careful with what's going on in your life and your kid's life. And let me tell you this, parents. It's okay to hurt your kid's feelings. It is. I know it's not fun. But it's okay to tell them no, right? Sometimes it is. Sometimes <laughs> it, sometimes it is fun, but, but it, it's okay to say, Hey, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. No, you're exactly. not going to go there. No, you're not going to watch that. No, it's okay to tell them no because of what we talked about the last two weeks, because we are called to protect them. We are called to be the parent. They don't parent us. No. They don't run our life. Exactly, because – and I think some parents forget that. Um, You know, even – what is it? Hebrews um, 12 or something um, where it says don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't lose heart when he, you know, rebukes you. Right. He he brings the hammer down on you because the Lord disciplines the ones that he loves. And um, you need to remember that. So – God disciplines you because he loves you. Right. You need to discipline your children because and parents are like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to hurt. You know, like you said, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you do need to hurt their feelings. Exactly. Were you taking a picture of yourself in your tights? I'm not wearing tights. Will you stop it? Uh-huh. I'm sending the uh, Snapchat out. Perfect. You know, we've got to stay up to date with our, our audience. So, uh, but there we go. I don't, we, we kind of spider webbed, didn't we? Yeah, wow. We did. And you said you didn't know what we were going to talk about. I had no idea what we were talking about, but I guess we ended up knowing what we were going to talk about. We figured it out. But we had a good day yesterday, I thought. And uh, hey, congratulations to Audrey Omarad. Exactly. Uh, She was baptized yesterday. Cute. She was cute. Yes. Um, And um, I uh, had the opportunity to baptize her. And um, she's just chattering up a storm when we were in the back and, you know, getting ready. And (laughs) and then I got to ask her a question. She clammed clammed up on me. I'm like, what are you? She's not even talking now. So exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it was great. Great day. And and we've had quite a bit of baptisms this year. Yeah, we have already. And so that's that's I love what her mother, Caitlin, said. Yeah. And we were in the back and she said, um, Audrey, for some time, had been wanting to be baptized. And I was like, yeah. And she's like. 
um, she's like, yeah, but there were several start off with Christian and Mm -hmm. uh, somebody else and, and then ruin. Yeah. And then somebody else was baptized and she said she didn't want to get onto the, you know, the children trending baptism. Right. She wanted to make sure she knew. And she told me, she's like, she's ready. And I was like, awesome. And so, you know, we did meet with her and they went through the, uh, is it taking the plunge book? Taking the plunge. And they went through all that. And And we have that just so everybody who's listening knows we have that for elementary age, but we also have a teen edition as well. And it's, it's really well done. What if they have an adult version of that? Maybe. It's called me and you sitting down talking to people or somebody else talking to their uh, friend. Anyway, but that was great and good day. Yes, good attendance yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to expect because, you know, it is what it's, it is in summer in Richwood and it's camping uh, season. We were, and, we were over 300 and that yep. was really good. And it, you could, first service was pretty packed. I, I, I thought it was really good. So it was, it was. Yeah. For first service. Yeah. We honored our graduates and, um, said the official thank you to Clint for, uh, being in the student ministry for, uh, four years. And I appreciate Clint and didn't say goodbye. They're not going they're anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So we're not saying goodbye. He didn't get a cake and cause we're not going to do that until he actually goes away. No, but the so. graduates got a cake. They did that. Yeah. It um, looked good. I didn't have any. I didn't either. But he, um, but I really appreciate Clint and, um, I know he's going to still be helping out from time to time with, uh, you know, with the kids and, um, he's going to be here doing his, his thing. And, um, I love, I love surprising him yesterday though. Oh my, um, that was awesome. I told him I turned around after that because you showed a Snapchat that he had sent me like last week and he had a Burger King hat on and said, it's good to be king. And so we used that. He had no idea we were going to use that. Yeah. I screenshot that in that went over well. Yeah. Yeah. And I turned to him and said, you gotta be careful what you Snapchat. Exactly. So yeah, really good day yesterday. We started off our series, King Me, and, um, Mm -hmm. started off with, uh, King Saul and, um, King Saul. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I kind of go back and forth with King Saul a little bit because I know King Saul did some good things and I know that he did some very bad things, but, um, you know, I can't get over the fact at the end and we can talk about this here in a minute, that God removed his spirit from him. Right. And so he was that person where God's like, if God removes his spirit from you, can I just ask you a flat-out question? Does that mean he's done with you? Is he done with me if I if he takes his spirit away from me? It's almost like he just washes his hands, like, you know. Like I'm done Like with Pilate you. does when they're trying to crucify Jesus. Like, like I'm I, washing I, my hands I, of this. I, I, I Like, I don't know what to, what to even think about that. So, um... But yeah, King Saul's kind of the, uh, he's kind of the guy that, um, you know, he's the first king of Israel. Um, he did some good things. And, yeah. And that, you know, that in and of itself probably has to be tough because, you know, when you're the first. Exactly. You know, there's, exactly. There's a lot of expectation there. Exactly. Before we jump into this though, my wife just texted me because she watched the video that I tried getting you to watch and you were like, I can't watch it because yeah, I can't watch Dallas. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, she, she just said, how are you not a ministry? Wow. I hope they crash. <laughs> and then she said, this is sad. It is sad. So it's very sad. So there we go. But you, you asked a question off the top yesterday. And, um, I, I would say this, the, like the resounding answer to this question should be a yes for everyone. Right. But the question was, do you have a hard time following instructions? And that's the question. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because, 
that's that was probably one of King Saul's biggest things. Right. He didn't really follow instructions. And we're not just talking about this account that I use. I mean, there's, oh, there's several accounts where King Saul just did not follow um, the the instructions that um, that that God wanted him to do. And um, and I, I I it's amazing when you look at the Israelite people. And, and I'm not going to read the scripture, but just say you know that God came to Abraham, you know, back in Genesis and said, "We're going to make into a great nation." And so they became um, the nation of Israel. And um, and so as the nation began to grow and began to get larger and began to branch out and do all these things, what did they do? They they went kind of went south from God's plan. They went south from where God wanted them to right. go. And and I, I liken that to the United States of America. The further we get down the road, we're nothing spiritually like oh, we absolutely. were. And you know what? Deniers, deny all you want. Country was founded because there was taxation without representation in mm-hmm. England. They were sick of that. And it was founded on religious freedom yeah. yep. because they you had to you had to bow and kowtow to the Church of England, mm-hmm. and these guys were not going to do it anymore. So I, I don't I don't know what else to tell you, but those are really the two big facts of how the United States of America mm-hmm. started. And so it started for religious freedom, and it started that you know, and a lot of these guys are saying, ah, oh, they were atheists, they were deists, and mm-hmm. all that. You know, here's here's the thing with anybody when you grow up, um, like you do with the Church of England, mm-hmm. it's very hard, um, to branch out differently. So you need to realize something. These guys were on a journey like you are and like I am to find out who God is. And so something they may have said in 1777 is somewhat different than what they said about God in 1820. Right. And so um, they're beginning to see God differently than having some priest from the Church of England tell you what it should be like. Right. And so... Um, yeah, everybody's like, oh, you know, that's not why they found, no, that is right, exactly, exactly why they yes. founded the country. Yeah, because and, you know what? They, they weren't allowed to have Bibles. No. You know, the priests were the ones telling them, hey, this is what it says. And, and yeah, that's just. So anyway, this, uh, everything went south for them. And so what happened was, um, you know, they set up these different, um, areas and they had tribes and they had new leaders. They called them judges. And, um, and during that time, there's a lot of corruption and evil. I like John MacArthur. He he just mm-hmm. boom. He's out there. Dude's like eighty five years old, and he or eighty six, something like that. He's, he's still going strong. Yeah, he's in his eighties. Okay, he's going strong, but pray for him because he's had some health issues over the last few months. But, Has he? Yeah, he. But he's he seems to be doing okay. But I think he's just getting weak. Well, the last couple of years have been tough on him because he's been pretty. Pretty outspoken. Yeah, they've been tough on all of us, right? But I'm not 86 either, or whatever. So, but anyway, he said You're this. Not? No, oh, not okay. Yet. If I am, guess what? That that means I am yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So <laughs> don't forget. Um, so John MacArthur said this: uh, that entire era was riddled with horrific acts of evil, bloody conflicts, and human misery. It was an age of absolute moral chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think the last verse in Judges twenty one twenty five kind of gives you a description of what's going on there. Um, in these days, in those days, Israel had no king, and I think this is the huge, huge thing you got to latch onto. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Yeah, does it sound familiar? Mm-hmm. If I want to be a man, I'll be a man. If I want to be a woman, I'll be a woman. I'm not. I wasn't born that way. If I think that I can get pregnant as a man, then I can get pregnant as a man. <sighs> the worst thing is, um, you know, um, if I want to, you know, if I want to say this, I can say this. I if I want to do this, I can do this. You don't tell me what to do. I'm my own boss. We're the same play people. Mm-hmm. We're the same place that yeah. they were back then. Not Everyone's doing exactly what seems right in in their own eye. So um the um 
God sends Samuel to bring the people back. Yep. What a tough job. Yeah, absolutely. Poor guy. Poor guy. And so Samuel comes, and so they're demanding, what, after he's trying to get them back, uh, the people demand they want a king. Yeah. And um, they want to be the, like everybody else. They're trying to be like everybody else. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. They want to be like everybody else who has a king, and they want to be like other nations. So First Samuel 8, verses 6 through 9. Here's what they said. Give us a king to lead us. And this displeased Samuel. And I've read about this so much that some Bible scholars said that uh, the words that they use in the Bible probably wasn't quite as, as harsh. Harsh. Yeah. But... Samuel, by reading who Samuel is, would have been infuriated. Yeah, he was ticked. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It's not you that they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. And this is huge. This is huge. So anybody who's teaching or preaching, people are rejecting God, not you. Right. As they have done from the day that I brought them out of Egypt. Now, that was a big thing, and I didn't land on that. Mm-hmm. As they have done since the day that I brought – they have exactly. been rejecting me. Yeah, and you see that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, forsaking me and serving other gods. And we can see that. Mm-hmm. They had the golden calf. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Right? So they are doing to you. Now listen to them and warn them solemnly and let them know that the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. And I think he's warning them. Let them know. This is what's going to happen. It could not be good. Yep. So if he claims it, then you need to live with that. So they chose a man who's 30 years old. He's a small town nobody by the name of Saul. And Saul um, is from the smallest tribe of Israel. Benjamin. Benjamin, and um, he really doesn't have. If you, if you look at Saul, he really doesn't have anything that shows this guy should be the king of Israel. No leadership qualities None. whatsoever. But and a lot of Bible scholars now, uh, tr- the Bible scholars who have studied this and there's a lot more than I have said that he's not sharp, but he is. He has some savvy, but he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And so, what seems to be his only quality is First Samuel nine two. Saul's the most handsome man in Israel, head and shoulders taller than anybody else. What's that like? I don't know what that's like. To be handsome and head and shoulders above? I know what it's like to be handsome. (laughs) I I know what it's like to be head and shoulders shorter than everyone else. (laughs) You know what it's like to be handsome? I do. I think. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like it. Oh, man. Say like, that again so everybody can have a good laugh. No, I'm good. <laughs> he looked at me yeah, like, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I love what, what Zach Poonin said. Is though. he he's, awesome? Have you ever, have you heard him speak? I've not. Pull him up sometime. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah. He said, it's almost as if God's saying, you want to reject me as your king and live on the surface like everyone else? Well, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you the most surface guy out there. The guy who only looks like a king because of his looks. Like man, you there want you it? Go. Here you go. Here's the most surface guy on the planet. You got him, and here we go. And um, you know, I don't think you can look at somebody just on the outside and say, "Hey, that guy should be the leader of our country. That guy should be a president. That guy should be the minister, or that guy should do this." Sometimes right. looks has nothing um, to do with that. So, mm-hmm. but Saul made some. Um, here's what happens: Saul looks strong, tall, right. good looking, masculine. Some Bible scholars said he's, you know, he's got, um, you know, defined muscles. He looks very strong, but the people are going to find out that he's emotionally and spiritually weak. He's kind of a, what do you call it? He's kind of an empty basket. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to what you need as a leader, somebody who has some traction inside of them, um, inside, but he doesn't seem to, Saul kind of seems to be all over the place. If, if, and that goes into the spiritual part of, of his life. So, so you're saying not much has changed. Exactly. <laughs> So he set some bad examples. 
The first one is Saul treated God's commands as suggestions. And here's here's the deal before we get get into this. And I've said this for a long time, like back from when I was in in high school and college. Sometimes we can learn from people's bad examples. I exactly. think it's just as important to look at it's at a situation, look at something even from ourselves and say, "You know what? That didn't go so well." And so I'm not going to make that mistake again. Or you, you look at a situation of somebody else and, you know, I've seen other, the way that other people have handled, um, you know, situations in their lives or situations in their ministries. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, okay. Learning a lesson from that, not right. going down that road. Um, and so, you know, as we read God's word, I think it is important to say, okay, you know, we don't just need to look at, you know, the people who were good in the Bible right, and right. say, what can we learn from them? But, okay, what can we learn from the mistakes that people made? Well, wouldn't you think the Bible's just riddled with all that anyway? We're Absolutely. riddled with mistake after mistake after mistake and flaw mm-hmm. after flaw and sin after sin. And, um, and it's, I've always said that if a part, a part of the Bible was being written today and you mm. are the person one life is being focused on and it's yours. Mm-hmm. Everything. Private time, thoughts, mm-hmm. everything, your prayers, mm-hmm. and all that's being recorded down so somebody can read and how God's working in your life. It's, 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 mm-hmm. when you're laid out like that, you see it all. Yeah. And, and we do have a tendency to focus on, you know, the juicy parts, right? Right. I mean, right. You know, not that, you know, Brandon got up on a, on a Sunday morning and he went hither to church and he led worship and it was a great morning and people were crying and they were praising the Lord and, and they left with the song in their heart. You're like, Oh, that's awesome. But -hmm. we don't hear about the part where Brandon was by himself and he had these thoughts and he Mm -hmm. was wrestling with this and, um, whatever else, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. That would be down there too. Exactly. You're like, wow, that's the same guy. How can he do that on a Sunday? And on Tuesday, he's doing that. You see what I mean? Absolutely. So we have a tendency, we have to look at the whole picture. And and the Bible is awesome because it points the way to God. It points the way to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But it also points that how these people on their journey yeah. to finding what God wants them to find. And that's the same with your life and mine. Exactly. That's why the Bible is so awesome. Right. That's why the Bible helps point because it's like, okay, I can learn from King Saul. Mm-hmm. I can learn from his, from these from the mistakes that he made. It's kind of like you as a parent. Your kids are be like, okay, I love my dad. Right. I love my mom. But you Absolutely. know what? I'll tell you, these are three things I'm never going to do. For sure. I'm not going to do these. And they may not even tell you. Right. But I'm never going to do it. Right. I think all, all kids have always said that. Absolutely. I mean, I my kids have. I think they actually told me what they weren't going to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, number one, bad example. Saul treated God's commands as suggestions. And, and I think if we are honest with ourselves, sometimes we do that too. We do. You know, we, we treat God's commands as suggestions. Deuteronomy 13, 4 says, serve only the Lord your God and fear him alone. Obey his commands, listen to his voice and cling to him. This is all, yeah, I mean, this is such a great verse. And I think the older I get, the more I think every time I read a verse, there could be a sermon in just one verse. Exactly. And this is one of those, you know, serve the Lord your God. There's point number one. Um, obey his commands is number, point number two. Listen to his voice and cling to him is mm-hmm. point number three. There's a whole thing there of what, what you can actually do. And that's really important to do. So I asked a question yesterday. Do you think God is um, all powerful? Mm-hmm. Do you think he's all powerful? Because I, I think I said yesterday that, you know, most of you are going to say, yes, God is all powerful. But do you think God's all powerful when you're going through financial problems right. or marriage problems? What about COVID-19? When I, I think I said some of you ran for the hills and locked yourselves up. Mm-hmm. Was God all powerful then? So is God all powerful? Because if you believe God 
is all powerful. You believe that he's in control for all time and you're not going to fall for some of the things that the world's going to throw your way or Satan's going to throw your way. So, right. And then I said this yesterday that, um, the sun rose today and, and it's going to set because God said so. Exactly. I don't think we realize that. Right. Um, and, and I, and I did kind of get off a little bit where I said, you know, that's what makes climate control so crazy. It's denying that there's a God who's in control and a God who's in charge of everything. God knows what's going on in this world. God knows the water. God knows the heat. God knows the ozone. What if there's an ozone layer? I don't even know if there's an ozone layer. I, mean, I don't even believe these people anymore. Right. So what I'm saying is that God made this planet. Don't you think God knows better than the Supreme Court, Joe Biden, or any politician about climate con- change or control? Mm-hmm. I don't listen to that garbage. I don't listen to that. So I believe God's in control of it all. He's all-powerful. And so I, I believe that God knows what's best for my life and, and for your life. And so if you believe God's in control, nations are going to fall and rise because God said so. Um, Daniel 2, verses 21 and 22, it says, He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in the darkness, though he's surrounded by light. Yeah. God knows it all. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. And so, you know the reason why King Saul was king? Because God said because God so. God said so. Yeah. Was it that he deserved it? Was it because he was uh, he was this masterful person? He, it's because God said so. Yeah. Greg Laurie said this. He said, if God puts you into a seat or into a position and tells you to do something, or better yet, not do something, then you better listen. I like Greg Laurie. And God, God placed Saul in this seat. And he gave him commands, and Saul kind of listened, but he kind of didn't. You you got into that, you know, First Samuel fifteen one um, through three says, "Now listen to this message from the Lord." This is Samuel talking. He says, "This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has declared: I have decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came from Egypt." Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation, men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. He's like, wipe it out. Everything. Burn it down. Everything. It's just worse than Sherman's march to the sea. At least he left some things up. Exactly. um, And people are – I've had people say, wow, that's that's extreme by God. I mean, he wants babies to be killed? I mean, what's going on with God? Right. And God is trying to totally take the entire – nation out because the entire nation is bad and they're evil they're yeah. vile they're wicked they're evil they're disgusting and here's what they're doing um they're sacrificing their own children to their god mm-hmm. and they're burning them alive yeah is what they're doing and and you know here's the thing i don't believe god has changed at all when it comes mm-hmm. to this you cannot kill your babies even the bible says you know you can't mistreat children it's better you to have a millstone thrown around your neck and thrown into yep. the ocean yep. or thrown into uh whatever and that's the same thing today if you're grooming your kids mm-hmm. if you're if you're saying it's okay for them if they're a boy that they can be a girl mm-hmm. how about these parents that are doing reconstruction yeah. gender whatever you call this At stuff young ages i mean they should be in jail that's mm-hmm. child abuse yep. am i right yep. Yep. child abuse so and, and i just said yesterday that this is like the United States of America. At least the Amalekites didn't kill 70 million babies. The the United States of America, that's what we did. And 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 I and, I, and I've always said I'm a one issue uh voter. Right. And um you know, I, I'm just going to say this. 
I think the United States of America is in the trouble that we are, and we have the knucklehead that's in the White House today because we've been killing 70-some million babies. God's like, you know what? You are not going to listen to me? You want to murder these kids? You want to do this? Here, let me give you a leader who you – it's kind of like Saul. You want this? Here you go. I'm going to give this to you. Right. And we got it. And so um, – but you read the story, and you might think, well, you know, maybe – Saul did exactly what he was supposed to do. He went in. He he did battle with them, and he uh, you know he took them down, and he did. He he defeated them. He literally defeated them, but he he didn't do it all. Right. First Samuel fifteen eight and nine. He captured Agog, the Amalekite king. That I gotta be honest, with you, this cracks me up. Mm-hmm. He captured their king, but completely. What, what are you gonna keep their king for? I don't know. Is he going to podcast with him? Maybe. Is he going to drink coffee? Literally, is he going to hold him in jail? It, it, it cracks me up. But he completely destroyed everybody else. Saul and his men spared Agog's life and kept the best of sheep, goats, cattle, fat calves, and lambs. Everything, in fact, that appealed to them. They destroyed only what was worthless and poor quality. And he kept their king. That cracks me up. So, um, Dallas Willard. Mm-hmm. I love Dallas Willard. I know you do. He's very, uh, he, he's kind of like John Piper. It's like catch him on the right day. You can't understand a word he says. Right. But this day I did. So he says Saul's root character flaw is self-exaltation and self-deception. He thinks he knows better than anyone else, including God. The biggest tragedy is he's not even aware of it. Mm. This story shows that he's completely blind to his arrogance and he believes he's always right. Right. How many Christians, including ourselves at times, did he just describe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we see what, what happens. Uh, first Samuel fifteen thirteen through 15, Saul greeted him, talking to Samuel's coming toward him, says, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. Samuel's I, not happy. Going no, no, no. And he said, I have carried out the Lord's command. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel says, then what is all the bleeding of sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle, I hear? It's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and cattle, Saul admitted, but they are going to sacrifice them. So he's kind of like... Back, but, yeah, back but, but, but they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. He doesn't even say the Lord our God. He says the Lord your God. Exactly. We have destroyed everything else. So there's a lot in what Saul says there. And we won't belabor this much, but, yeah. you know, he's like, you know, we were, I, I don't believe Saul. I think, I think this is a lie. I agree. And I didn't say I this agree. yesterday, but I believe this is I, a lie when so it says, we were going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. Uh, and in fact, at that point in time, that would not even have been a good sacrifice to God because he wanted him wiped out. Mm-hmm. So there's no sacrifice right. there at all. So, but I believe that was a lie that that Saul has. Told Agreed. Agreed. Point, which brings us to the second point. Mm-hmm. Saul, Saul Saul shifts the blame uh, and his shortcomings. Um, you know, there's no doubt in our minds that we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already talked about I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Right. And um, but we have to admit, right? Uh, oh, we absolutely. We have to admit our junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be, you know, we have to say, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard sometimes mm-hmm. to do. And I know people have a hard time doing that at times. Right. So. But Saul's heart was full of pride and arrogance, and we know that he did not obey God's total um, command. And then he tried to justify his behavior. He he justified it because eventually he's yeah. going to say, hey, it was the soldiers that did this. Right. I mean, I— I did yeah. what I was supposed to do, but these guys, yeah. you know, Saul's trying to, he's trying to wiggle out what, you know, wiggle out from what he's trying to, you know, what he's done. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I think we do the same thing today. Absolutely. You know, my parents treated me differently. My spouse wouldn't act like this. Yeah. My kids if weren't this, if that. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. We, we do that. And, but we have to 
understand that here's what I believe. I believe when we get into um, shifting the blame and trying to throw our issues off on somebody else, I believe it's prideful. It is. I believe we're trying to we're trying to show us in a different light yeah. than, than what yeah, it there's is. There's no humbleness there at all. None. Not yeah. at all. Adrian Rogers said this. He says, you want to know if you were small-minded and prideful? If you were blaming others or shifting your shortcomings on someone else, then guess what? You are prideful. I love that. Yeah, like we we have to, and God calls us to step up and take, you know, exactly, you know, take credit for what we've done. Exactly. Know? I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's exactly what He wants us. I don't to know do. if "take credit" is the right word. You know, take blame. <laughs> take blame. Yeah. Exactly. And number three. Oh, look what I've done, God. <laughs> <laughs> number three, and this is huge. This is huge. Saul please people instead of God. Yeah. And um, I think this is one of the biggest flaws of 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 character flaws of Saul where he just was a people pleaser mm-hmm. and um and, and I think this is a huge problem in our society today. I think this is a huge problem with Christians. I agree. I believe this is a huge problem with ministers. Mm-hmm. Ministers have are people pleasers yep. and they don't want to um get into this thing where I don't want this person mad at me. I don't I just go along with this and and so ministers are um are, are prone to people please. Right. And um you know I learned a long time ago I can't people please. You can't. And and and, I, and I've taken some hits for it, mm-hmm. I know, but I, I don't try to please people. I just try to please God and do what God's called me to do. Exactly. And, and, and it has caused a lot of flack, but I don't really care what people think. Right. So um, I know I'm doing the right thing. Um, but I, 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 you know, Saul tries to wiggle out of his sins and because he's trying to blame, you know, he's trying to blame the soldiers, but he also, he's trying to please the people. Mm-hmm. And so here's the half-hearted apology. Here it is. From Saul. Yeah. First Samuel 15, 24. He's like, yes. I've sinned. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I did mm-hmm. this. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I've disobeyed the instructions, your instructions and the Lord's commands. For I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. Mm-hmm. He's not getting it. No. But he's admitting, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But but you got to understand it was because I, I I didn't want the people mad at me. You, you get that, right? Yeah, that's what you he's saying. You understand that, right, God? Yeah. You, you get that. I, 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 was, I was afraid what these fools would do. And so yesterday I just said you can't let the fickle pe- um, opinions of people set the direction of your life. It, mm-hmm. It's just never going to work. You, yep. you 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 can't do it because the thing people need to understand is that people are never happy. People are never yep. happy. What you're happy about one day, you won't be the next. And mm-hmm. if I appease the group on the left, the group on the right's ticked off. Right. If I get the group on the right happy, then the group on the left is ticked off. Exactly. So uh, you're never going to be able to yeah. appease. You know, I can't even appease myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean. I have a perfect day or something like that, and then I'm complaining about, you know, it's too dry. You know, it's beautiful outside, and it's like, ah, oh, well, the wind's but blowing. it's too, too humid. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you're never really ever happy about um, anything, and so you can't fall for the, uh, for the, for the, for, for what people want you to do. You need to do what God wants you to do. This is so huge. And I think this is what our culture is doing today and how the Christians are giving in because we are giving in to the culture. We are giving in to the people. Mm-hmm. And so we're going along to get along. And that's what Saul did. Yep. He exactly. went along to get along and look where it got him. Yep. And so you cannot appease people. You can't, you just, you just can't do it. Yep. And I think we need to fear God. And I, and I brought up yesterday, fearing God is not what you think. It's not, you're afraid of God. Right. It's a reverence. Exactly. It's reverence. For who he is. It's yeah. worship. It's majesty. It's like he is the creator of everything. He owns it all. He's in mm-hmm. control of, of, of everything. So, um, uh, Proverbs eight thirteen says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore I hate pride. Mm-hmm. What do you say? 
I hate pride mm-hmm. and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. Yeah. And, and you said yesterday. Here we yesterday, go with the culture again. Yeah, here we go. And it's you, still June. It's still June. It's uh, 11, 20, and 15 seconds now, and it's still June. On June Is it 5th. July yet? <laughs> June 5th. we got a little ways to go. But, you know, you said yesterday, and, and, and I think it's important to point out that if you go – um, into, you know, a Bible app or, or go online or go into, um, the back, the, the index of your Bible and look up the word pride and, and go to, to the scriptures that are talk about pride. None of them are positive. None. They're not positive. None. You know, none. God does not, you know, and then what does that say? Hate. The word is hate. Exactly. He hates pride. Exactly. And here's what pride does. It leads you away from God. Tell no, me anything, yeah. and, and I don't care what you what you fall for, how you've mm-hmm. been brainwashed. But tell me anything about pride that is God honoring, right? With what you see right now in this month of June, yeah. First of all, <laughs> we could sit here all day and talk about that, right? We could, uh, but here's the thing: you can't. You, don't be like Saul with one foot in, one foot out. You need to jump in, jump on a side. Can I just tell you that? Right. In the month of June, jump on a side. Either you're in for all for God. Or you're not. Just jump on a side. Yeah, exactly. And um, don't be like Paul or Paul. Paul. Don't be like Saul. No, be, be, yeah, be like Paul. Be like that Saul, but not this Saul. Yeah. Don't be like Saul where your repentance is only skin deep too. Right. Where it's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I, yeah. I was wrong. No, and, I mean, and, and if you have pride in your life, you know, there's no humility in that. And None. it just takes me back to one of my favorite verses. This isn't in the, this isn't in your, your outline or anything, but, you know, this reminds us of what we are called to be like. And that's Philippians 2, um, beginning in verse 5. It says, you must have the same attitude <laughs> that Christ Jesus had. That's our example. Yeah, it is. It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. I love some versions. Um, I think it's the um, New Century version. It says okay. he didn't use equality with God as something to be used to his own advantage. Uh, right. Um, love, love that. It says, um, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. And here, here are the words that we kind of want to focus on. He took the humble position of a slave. He was humble um, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, there it is, form, he humbled himself in obedience. He was obedient to who? To God. And he died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him and gave him um, the greatest honor that every knee should bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But, you know, that for me is I kind of try to go back to that verse quite often and remind myself of, you know, there's no pride in any of that. There was no, no pride in Jesus's life. He was humble. He was obedient. You, you read that verse like that and it makes me as a person feel so far from God mm-hmm. because I'm not wired that way. Right. And that's, but I don't know if any of us are that that's why we always use the word, um, intentional. Mm-hmm. We have to intentionally right. follow Jesus. Right. Intentionally, I'm going to do this for God. I'm intentionally going to do this even though my feelings are dictating to go the other way. Right. Um, so to be humble and to take the position of a servant goes totally against pride. Yeah. Basically, you're saying, look at me, watch me, serve me. You, I deserve this. I'm a, some people are like, I'm a victim. I, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Um, if anybody could have been a victim, it's, it's God. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He didn't do anything Mm -hmm. wrong. But here's the thing about, here's the thing some Christians are missing. I'm not so sure they actually believe that 
the story of Jesus. Right. Because if you did not, if, if you do believe the story of Jesus, you are not going to fall for what you see today in right. the month of June. Right. You're not going to jump on that bandwagon. Yep. I'm just going to say you don't believe in the Jesus of the Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Jesus you believe in. Maybe it's Jesus. I don't know. But you do not believe in the Bible Jesus. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Again. Yeah, I mean, you have to ask yourself. It kind of goes back to the corny bracelets that people used to wear. I still see them every now and then, but what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. How would Jesus respond? You know, what does does it look like when, when Jesus is humble, when he's obedient? Man, obedience, and I said that last week, that's not a word that we, when it's flipped on us and we're the ones called to obedience... Like, that word just doesn't set well sometimes. Not at all. Now, when we're parents and we want our kids to be obedient, it's like, yeah, absolutely. It sets well, right? You know, yeah. but we're called to be obedient to God. Jesus exactly. was. Exactly. And it led to death. Exactly. So. Um, so, what can we what can we learn from Saul? Mm-hmm. Number one, following Christ means obeying his commands. Yeah. And we have to do it. We just have to obey. Again, yep. you have to be intentional about this. Jesus yeah. says in... John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, you're going to obey, obey my, my commandments. commandments. Yeah. And so, basically, what that means is you're going to love what I love. You're going to hate what I hate. And you're going to give me your heart. You're going to if you mess up, you're going to repent of your sins. You're you're going to do that. You're going to follow God in spite of the culture, a family member, a co. You're following God no matter exactly. what. Exactly. Yeah. Number two is following Christ means I own up to my failure and sin. And and we've talked about this before. I think that wording right there is so important. Like we sometimes want to use the word like failure or I messed up. Right. But we have to acknowledge our sin as sin. Right. You know, and that I think that's something that, that Satan tries to um, kind of, you know, just water us down. Water us down. Or, exactly. Or... Well, yeah, it was just a mistake. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I'm he you know, he made a mistake. He he had an affair on his wife. It was just a little mistake. No, it's a sin. And you have to repent of that. Own up. I, lo- I love your wording there. You know, follow, following Christ means I own up to my failure and sin. First John 1 9. If we confess, that's so important, confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. That's a good verse. Mm-hmm. It is a very good yeah. verse. But we have to ask for that forgiveness. We, do. we have I to mean, confess you... and say, you know what? Not like Saul, like, oh yeah, I kind of messed up. No. God, I was wrong. Exactly. I mean, you have to, you have to realize that Jesus' death on the cross and His resurrection means that He literally paid the moral debt for your for your sin. But right. you have to ask. Mm-hmm. You have to own up to it. You have to say, right? Apologize. You have to. This is what I need to do. I need to come clean with you. So it, it's it, it's a gift. You mm-hmm. you just have to do it. Exactly. Do it. Number three, following Christ means not letting people control you, and this is huge. Um, actually, um, I can't remember how I worded this when I first did this, but I got it. You got the first wording. Yeah. Following Christ means overlooking people. So, um, uh, did we on the email train with Randy? No. So Randy sends me an email while he's putting the slides. Maybe I was, but anyway, and he says, this just doesn't seem right. This point three, um, overlooking people. And, um, and I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? He's right. That yeah. doesn't seem right. When I was putting it together, I thought it seemed right. Sounds, I, I, that happens sometimes where but, it sounds right in your mind. So and then... thank you, Randy, for that. So then I sent this back to him. Following Christ means not letting people control you. Mm, so good. And so Randy, he had a big, he, Randy's the one who actually, um, helped me with the, uh, point three on awesome. that. So thank you, Randy, um, for that. So, but anyway, Saul allowed, Others to have more influence than what God did. He, he did, and yeah. I think that happens today. We, you know, oh, you know, so say your your kid comes out 
you know, is gay or your grandson or uh, mm-hmm. a niece or a nephew or somebody. So you're allowing that person to have more influence yeah. over God's word in your life because yeah. you're going to go along to get along. So you don't want to hurt their feelings. Right. Do you understand what we're saying here? Mm-hmm. This is, this, this is really, this is where it gets real and alive and where the rubber meets the road. I think it's a sermon series. I think, I think so too. If we, but do yeah. it, if we do it again, I got a good graphic for it. I know, right? Rubber meets the road part two. That's right. <laughs> but um, Saul was a people pleaser, not a God pleaser. And um, here's the thing, folks. Following Jesus Christ Excuse means, me. bless you. Thank you. Means you're not going to let somebody sway you right. from God. Right. Matthew ten twenty eight, and Jesus says, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul fear only god who can destroy both soul and body in hell and there it is there it is again it's in in hell is real hell is real and um, why don't you just go ahead since it's your all-time favorite verse why don't you uh read the last one romans 12 2 don't you love this i do love this and and i said last week you know romans 12 2 kind of gets pushed to the back burner because romans 12 1 right kind of takes over but romans 12 2 says don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. <laughs> then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Awesome. And so don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Dive into God's truth. Dive into God's word and allow that to transform you. Yep. Allow it to change the way you think. Yep. And you want to know what God's will is for your life? There you go. There you go. God you will, go. will show you what you your will is what his will is for you so thank you king saul for the lessons well learned of this um here's the thing about king saul and i don't think we mentioned this and maybe i did earlier but god removes his spirit, his spirit from king yeah. saul and then king saul eventually takes his own life in battle you know he gets killed because he doesn't want to be captured by the enemy uh, just yeah, there uh, there's so many things about King Saul. Can I just say that um, there's things about King Saul's life that I like. Yeah. And there's things about that just I don't like. And then right. there's things that make me sad. Yeah. To get to the point where God removes this, your spirit, I don't I don't want to ever have that happen in my life. Right. Because King Saul, when God removed the spirit from King Saul, I mean, the guy was worried and depressed oh, yeah. and filled with anxieties. He had fear. He was jealous. He was mm-hmm. just... The guy was a maniac. I, I've actually said of um, um, people where that guy's King Saul crazy, mm-hmm. you know, because that's crazy. Yep, yeah, that's exactly. Cra- exactly. So, but yeah, so thank you, King Saul. Thank you, Brandon. Sure. <laughs> hey, uh, just to let you guys know a few things coming up. Um, we uh, have our ministry highlight table up over the next couple of weeks on June 11th and the 18th. It's going to be Upward, and I hope you come by uh, to hear about Upward Ministry, get some information, possibly uh, maybe volunteering, helping with Upward. We need a lot of help with that. It's a great ministry. And so um, that's going to be June 11th and 18th in the Welcome Center. Baby Bottle Campaign goes for another couple of weeks, weeks. through Father's Day, mm-hmm. June the 18th. If you got baby bottles, bring them in, drop them off at the church. If you want to pick up another one, you can get, I think we're here. More we left. still got some more. Yeah. A few more left. And then, um, on, uh, June the 17th, the Young at Heart, um, is going to be having a cookout at the Richwood Lake Pavilion at, at five o'clock. And I know they're looking for some items and I don't have those with me right now. But if you want to know how, to, uh, what to bring or get involved in that, that's for 55 and over. That's for you, Brandon. Um, sure. Well. You know, if we're the same, same age, age, I guess. Uh, but anyway, get a hold of Glenn. You're my age, though. Well, then I'm 
Yes. Yeah. So you, can't, you cannot go to Young and Hart exactly. then. So uh, make sure you uh, talk, get a hold of Glenn or Lisa Smith. Then on Friday, the June, June 30th, you know what's taking place? Friday, June 30th, uh, Campfire Conversations. That's right. For you and, and the other ladies. And the other yeah. ladies. <laughs> now this is, uh, this is an event for women. I won't be there. <laughs> 18 years and older. You're going to meet at the RCC Fire Pit at 6 p, uh, 6 p.m. There's going to be food, fellowship. I like that. Food and fellowship. And food and fellowship. And conversations. Conversations. Child care is provided. Exactly. And you and can sign up at richwood.church forward slash women. Just a little bug again, Vacation Bible School, June uh, or July, July 10th. 10th through the 14th, 5.30 to 7.30, and a lot of stuff going on. Um, just a little note for all of you, um, we are not going to be doing prayer time um, for June, July, and August. We're going to kind of restructure it, do a little bit differently starting in September. Uh, one of the reasons are is that um, everybody's been so involved, we've been having like two people show up. Right, so, right. Um, I actually won't even be able to be there next week if we were to have it because we've got to go to Round Lake to pick Christian up from church camp. It's church camp season. No word on Bieber season, but it's church camp season. I mean, yeah, church camp season's fun, though. Uh, He's excited. What's he go, like Sunday through Tuesday or something? Uh, We take him up Sunday after church um, this coming, so a week. From yesterday, we take them up Sunday after church, and they we go back and pick them up Tuesday okay. evening. Yeah, well, that'll be fun. So be anyway, fun. guys, guys, make note of that, and um, you know, we're gonna we'll start this back up again in September. Um, thinking about doing like different topics to pray through. Yeah. Um, and then continue just to pray mm-hmm. like we always pray. Um, but um, I, I can't stress enough that if you have time when we start this back up in September that you that you come. This is very important that we pray together as a body. It is. And, um, just just do this together. So I don't know if anything else is going on to you. I don't think so. Congratulations again to our graduates. Um yep. from from yesterday and uh yeah. I think I think I'm good. Are you? I think so. We'll see. So we look like a good week ahead. Uh I think so. Busy week for me, but same here. Ours is kind of limited uh I'm like you, man. I'm taking off again this week for a few. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I'm taking a play out of my book. I'm taking a Brandon Chenault page out. Right? Because I, yeah. And he and I are just going away for a night or so. We're, um, we're, we're going to leave Wednesday, come back Thursday afternoon sometime. We're celebrating our anniversary, so. Happy anniversary. Big 3-8. Three, 3-8. Eight. Three, eight. How old are you? I'm 38. So this will be 38. I was for like us. two and a half months old when yeah. you got married. Yeah. <laughs> so 38 years for us. And so, um, it's been, um, it's been a good ride. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful for Anita. 38 to go. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, my. (laughs) Let's see. Wait a minute. 38 to go. That would be, oh, my. (laughs) Like 96, I would be. We'd still be doing the podcast. Right. You'd be 76. Okay. I'd be like, how about your daughter thinking you're 96 years old? (laughs) Welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Today we are celebrating our 5,000th episode. (laughs) And I would have been like, it would have been 6,000, but you took another vacation. (laughs) Exactly. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be good. I bet we won't be in this room. We'll be like on a beach somewhere. Oh, how nice would that be? That'd be nice. Or yeah, yeah. Sounds so good. hope you guys have a very good week. Hope you guys, um, as uh, Brandon has said in the past, hey, stay grounded. Stay grounded. Stay grounded in God's word. Always go back to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't listen to the culture. Don't listen to the news. Don't listen to what comes from the government. You listen to God. Mm-hmm. God is your king. God is your savior. God is your creator. You please him and please him only. Don't go along to get along this month. Just please God. Do what he wants you to do. So Absolutely. But, don't go along to get along any month, but especially no, this month. No, especially this yeah. month. 
Good deal. Well, thank you for that. You have a wonderful day. Enjoy the weather. Oh, I am. It's kind of nice today. It was beautiful this it morning. It was. It was perfect. When I woke up this morning, it was like 6.15. I checked this temperature. It was 48 degrees. Mm-hmm. 48. It was chilly. I took the dog out. It was chilly. Yeah. So, so enjoy. I will. Everybody else, you have a great week. Mm-hmm.